Welcome to Inside ASU, a podcast to prepare soon-to-be ASU students for life at Arizona State University. Hey there, I'm Ben. And I'm Emily, and welcome to Inside ASU. Today, Emily, we're going to be talking about more entrepreneurship at ASU. It's the second part of the two-part series, Entrepreneurship 2, the Entrepreneurs <laughs> Strike Back, <laughs> might say. Oh, no. Yeah. So in this episode, we're introducing you to a student who founded a company and won a $100,000 prize at the ASU Innovation Open. So that's a huge deal. And it is Nick Cool. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So tell us about uh, just what your company does and like what it's called, where people can find it, all that stuff. Yeah, so our company is called Hulist Performance Technologies, and we develop drug-free technologies that block the effects of stress and enhance human performance. And so what our first product that we're developing, it's a pair of earbuds that use a technology called vagus nerve stimulation, so V-A-G-U-S. And vagus nerve stimulation is a method where you place electrodes in your ears and you use small electric impulses to activate a nerve called the vagus nerve, which when active, it instantly lowers your heart rate and it just helps a person relax. So what the vagus nerve does in your body is it regulates your own natural relaxation response. It's called the parasympathetic response, which is the opposite of fight or flight. So when you activate the vagus nerve, you activate your body's parasympathetic response, and it causes heart rate to drop. It can cause blood pressure to go down, muscle tension to go away, and generally it just helps you feel really good. So there's a lot of potential applications in a lot of different types of people that can benefit from our drug-free technology. But at Hulist, we're initially targeting elite athletes that have severe performance anxiety. And I say severe because the anxiety and stress is good, generally a good thing when you're an athlete and when you're playing under pressure. But there's a lot of people that it gets completely carried away and it totally like affects their performance and they freeze up and they just can't you know do what they were practicing to do just a general example of stage fright when you're giving a public presentation you know everybody's you know had an experience where they stood in front of a crowd and tried to talk and all of a sudden they get choked up it's like well why it's not like you forgot how to speak it's just because there's these physical side effects of being anxious that are inhibiting your ability to perform um so that's what we target at our company is uh, we target athletes with that severe performance anxiety so we can get them to their ability that they know they can, you know, perform at. Yeah, so uh, how did the Hulist Performance Technologies come about? Where Did that come straight from you or was it a group of people? Yeah, so it was originally uh, my idea. And so I grew up playing competitive golf. I traveled the country in my last two or three years of high school my dream was to play on the PGA Tour, so I was taking it very seriously, practicing every day. And then my last year in high school, I, I started playing these bigger tournaments, and your last year is the year that you have to commit to a college. And for some reason, I just that made me really anxious. I was really good. I had a lot of college coaches talking to me my junior year, and then my senior year I just got really nervous and I, I stopped performing well. And long story short, I didn't get into the college I, I wanted to go to, so I decided to stop playing golf. And I wanted to go to school to study, I guess, your brain when you're anxious. I tried, you know, different 
psychology techniques and meditation and it works but it's it's still when you have severe anxiety like meditation doesn't do anything for you it's like you need something strong so i wanted to study like what's physically going on in your brain when you're in that really anxious state versus when you're in that peak performance state because obviously there's a difference it's not like your physical talent went away there's some mental difference that's that is affecting your performance. Mm-hmm. So I went to ASU to study biomedical engineering with the sole purpose of trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in your brain. And I graduated with my biomedical engineering degree, and then I went into the Ph.D. program to continue my studies. And for the last year, um, I've been playing around with all these different technologies that interface with your brain, and I heard about this technology called vagus nerve stimulation did all this research on it it seemed like the most practical thing to develop because it was fairly cheap um it was really familiar you know it's just a like a pair of earbuds and it had a direct effect on lowering your heart rate which was my personal biggest problem was my heart was beating out of my chest when i get nervous Mm -hmm. so i did a lot of research on what the technology was and how it how it works and then what is the current state of the art? So who's currently doing it? And then I realized that the technologies that was currently available was just terrible. And that the way it works in your ear, it's really painful and it's too expensive. So like the general public would never adopt this technology. So I thought, you know, let's make this cheaper and let's make this more comfortable. So obviously, you know, I, I have the science background and I understand the mechanism, but I lack certain technical expertise to build such a device so that's when i within asu just started talking to some friends some engineers and i first approached my friend sammy mayan he's a computer engineer graduate student here at asu and he has like the most stellar resume you've ever seen (laughs) he's worked on self-driving car um, applications he's won countless hackathons international engineering competitions and i was like this is the guy i got to talk to Um, so we had coffee one day, and I just told him about this idea. And it's like, look, you want to try and build this thing and see what happens? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then we, I can I can talk about this in a second, but we ended up winning some money from ASU. And then we brought in another engineer named John Patterson, who, again, is like one of the most mind-blowingly smart engineers I've ever met, um, especially for his age. He's 19 years old, but the kid can design anything you want him to design. Wow. Um, so we kind of just got together and started building the thing. And because we had such great talent on our team, we spent very little money. And we were able to build a really awesome functional prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're out just testing it with a bunch of different athletes and different people. And uh, I think that's also <laughs> another reason why we won the Abnet Innovation Open is because our team is just like a killer team. Yeah. Um, so cool. Can you expand on the Innovation Open, like exactly what that is and how you got involved and heard about that? Yeah, so I heard about the Avna Innovation Open last year. I think it was the first year they did it was last year. And I, I, I attended the finals, and it was a really cool event. You know, there were there were a few ASU teams and I think a couple U of A teams. I don't remember if there were teams from other states, but... Really high energy environment, and obviously the hundred grand seemed really cool. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, 
I remember the team that won last year, Somatic Labs. Uh, one of the guys on the team lived down my hall my freshman year. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dang, this kid just won $100,000. I, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I want to do something like that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, That's pretty and cool. so I, that was in, I think, February of 2017. And then Sammy and I got into this class called the New Venture Challenge at ASU, which is a graduate class for graduate entrepreneurs. And that's when we got our first round of funding from Scott Wald. I can explain that in a second. But we started building our devices. We started doing some low-key testing with athletes, doing some studies, gathering some data. And then we applied when the Avnet Innovation Open came back around again. We applied to that. I mean, these things, we're not, we just apply to everything because why not? See what happens. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting into the semifinals. And so that was in December. And we went to the semifinals, and so that was the first, like, real pitch event that was, like, a big deal for me. Because it was, you had to get top five to make it to the finals and for a chance to win the 100 grand. And I knew, like, we had a pretty good chance because I was really confident in what we were doing. And we had got solid feedback, and we had some pretty influential people using our prototypes at the time. So I felt confident. But the day before, I was like, I was so nervous, man. I, I don't know what the heck happened. Like, I did you use your own technology? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so what happened was, I about ten minutes before it was my turn to present. Yeah, I used our device, and I cranked it up to like about as high of a setting as it can go. Oh man! And I was, you know, I don't want it, to. It's not like a euphoric sensation. It's not like you're tripping. Uh, yeah. But it feels good. It's yeah. a very pleasant sensation. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and I. I gave, you know, my pitch. I felt good about it. And then when I sat down, I almost just fell asleep. I was so tired. Uh, I think it was because I definitely overdid it with the device. (laughs) Too relaxed. Yeah, I was too relaxed. But that's a great great experience, though. I mean, like, to be able to go give your pitch, but, like, use your own device, and it's just proof that it works. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I, honestly, I built this device for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've got... I think I'm always going to struggle with performance anxiety and, you know, various parts of my life. But, and I don't want to take drugs, you know, because yeah. uh, I mean, no one really wants to take drugs. If it's bad, a drug will work. But long term, drugs are bad for you. Yeah. Um, and meditation doesn't work like instantly. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So I, like, if it works for me, you know, I know it's going to work for a lot of people. Yeah. You just have to put in the, the time and the effort to prove that it works for millions of people. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got a hundred grand now. How do you plan on spending that? So, what we're doing right now is we've been talking and building relationships with various manufacturers um, in Arizona. We've been working pretty close with Avnet recently. On they're helping us kind of finalize our design, and they're introducing us to a lot of different manufacturers. And what we want to do is we want to build about three hundred or so devices. Final as close to the final product as possible. So we want to do a low-volume manufacturing run, and then we're going to launch a paid beta with elite athletes. And hopefully, you know, by mid to late summer, we'll have all those devices ready. The manufacturing process is just, it can either be easy or it can take forever. You know, it just depends on those first, the first batch that gets produced. If it's 
if it works the way it should work, uh, but more often than not, it doesn't work the first time. Um, so it just takes a while. But yeah. but that's that's our goal is we want to get through low volume manufacturing locally with the hundred grand, and then if we can build three hundred devices and launch a successful paid beta, then we want to raise you know a seed round from anywhere from half a million to three million bucks to awesome. to fully go to market. That's great. So just out of curiosity, um, can you tell us about the entrepreneurship resources that your team received through ASU, like any kind of mentorship or guidance of any kind? Yeah, so we started out doing the Venture Devils program, which I think is kind of the, the standard intro program for all ASU entrepreneurs. And we actually got shut down. I think we, we pitched maybe twice so far in Venture Devils, and each time Venture Devils well, we, we got small grants. We got $1,000, I think, mm-hmm. from the Venture Devils program. But I think the, the max you could get was like 20 grand. So in our minds, we were like, oh, we lost. We didn't get the 20 grand. They hate us. <laughs> um, and obviously, it's always everything you do, no matter what, is a, is a learning experience. So I never shy away from getting rejected because it's like, okay, what can I do better next time? But what really helped us was Scott Wald's class, the New Venture Challenge. So Scott Wald is a, a serial entrepreneur. He's sold every business he's ever started successfully for a huge profit, even one of them for, uh, I don't know, a couple billion dollars, I think. Oh. But anyway, he's at ASU, and he's teaching graduate entrepreneurs in this class. It's a, I think it's like seven weeks or so, but kind of briefly teaches you everything there is about a business, how to start a company, what to do, what is the most important thing in a company, how to effectively present your ideas and you know, all that stuff. And I think nothing about our pitch and our product really changed from the time we first got rejected from Venture Devils to the time when Scott Wald gave us money. I think what happened was Scott got to know us personally, and he saw that we were making progress and we were working hard and we had a solid team. But he got to know our vision, and he got to know, like, what's the problem we're trying to solve here? And because our problem of anxiety is so big, every single person on the planet experiences anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think he just took a gamble with us and was like, these kids are smart. Their market's so big. You know, they'll, even if they capture a tiny, tiny, tiny piece of it, they're still going to make a lot of money. It's still going to be a valuable company. Let's give them a chance. So just by Scott believing in us and giving us, he gave us $25,000. That was huge for us. We, We were confident. And then we built our first prototype. I mean, we had built a prototype before that, and it was functional and it was working. It didn't look pretty, um, and it was a little big and bulky, and yeah. I wasn't confident taking it out in public. Yeah. Design um, plays a huge part in your yeah, products. <laughs> yeah. So that was our that was the biggest kind of resource for us at ASU because mm-hmm. Scott, you know, this guy, obviously he's been through the process and he knows how to go from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So his knowledge is invaluable for us. So. That was our experience. We we new venture challenge was what really got us going. Yeah. So do you have any like advice for a student that's getting into one of these entrepreneurship opportunities? And like, what was the most valuable thing that you guys did that kind of lifted you guys off the ground? For us, it's really just about never stop doing and just keep going because we haven't we haven't made it yet. You know, we haven't really done anything. We have an opportunity to do something. We just got money from Abnet, but the money is to further do something. You know, like we're still working on it. We're still learning. But I think for us, it's the mindset we, we've developed is like never stop. Go out there and keep keep working on it. Build something. Because 
you're going to fail. You know, everybody's going to fail at some point. But I think most people are just so terrified of getting rejected and shut down that they never act on anything. And I think if you can change your mindset, for me, so I went to Draper University a few years ago, which is just a, an entrepreneurship program in Silicon Valley. It's a 10-week course led by this guy named Tim Draper, who's an investor. Basically, the number one thing that I took away from that is he built this mindset in us that was just so strong, but that we should seek failure. You know, like go out, fail and fail and fail again until you succeed. Because the only way to really grow and learn is to try and fail. Because if you succeed on the first time, you're going to develop an ego and be like, I can't fail. <laughs> and then you're going to, when you actually fail big, you're going to be like, so in shock that you're just not going to be able to do anything. So I think the number one thing is just develop a mindset of not actual failure, but learning, you know, go out, do stuff and learn failure. Yeah. Embrace it, you know, because we got shut down by venture devil so many times. And of course the day of, I was so mad. I was like, I want to send an angry email to every one of these investors. You you guys like us fuel to your fire kind of like the feeling of rejection. Yeah. It's tough to develop that, mindset because in the beginning it's it's a blow to your ego it's like you feel like people think you're an idiot and it's like you feel like people don't believe in you and that you're never going to do anything but the thing is you just got to push through that and eventually you'll get to a point where if somebody like says that what you're doing is stupid or they don't believe in you that fires me up in in the way that it's like oh yeah watch me you know Mm -hmm. like people tell me multiple times it's like you're never gonna you know get an athlete or a golfer to use that like why would they use that it's like yeah well i've got some professional like a bunch of professional golfers using it now um mm-hmm. i mean they love it and I, so what fuels me is when people you know doubt me and then i can <laughs> i want to come back a few months later and be like hey remember that time like, you got a true underdog story on your yeah. hand yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just Hopefully, using yeah. the failure as a catalyst to keep going yeah i think for me that's just the number one thing not for me for everybody it's just it's a process. It's not like you can one day just tell yourself, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna love failing." Like, <laughs> no, it it takes time. It takes years to to get comfortable with it. It's a process, but stick with it, and eventually you're gonna be a powerhouse. <laughs> so you heard it here first from Nick before he's big and famous and going on every, every talk <laughs> show talking about his new product. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to learn more about Hulist Performance Technologies. Go to holistpt.com. That's H-O-O-L-E-S-T-P-T.com. And if you want to know more about entrepreneurship at ASU, go to entrepreneurship.asu.edu. Yeah, thanks for being with us, Nick. Thanks yeah, for thanks. telling us everything. Thanks for having me, guys. It was cool. Yeah, and thanks for listening to this episode of Inside ASU, guys. We'll see you on campus soon.